0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric.
1: And this week's game is Castlevania Bloodlines for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive.
0: Castlevania Bloodlines was developed and published by Konami in North America, Japan, and Europe in March of 1994. Ooh, nice. Triple, simultaneous release. Indeed. Now, the music for this game was composed by Michuru Yamane, and she started with Konami while still in college in her fourth year there. Started working on Kings Valley 2, Track and Field. This was her first Castlevania game, but she's best known for her work on this then Symphony of the Night, sure, as its lead composer and then every Castlevania after that up through Order of Ecclesia. Right on. Yeah, you you can hear it here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one note thing to note that I think was really interesting is she also did the sound effects on Symphony of the Night because the budget was so tight, they didn't have, could not pay another person to do it. Oh, wow. But not here? I don't think so here. Okay. And then more recently she uh worked on the Skullgirls game. Oh, okay. And both of the Bloodstained games oh yeah right on so yeah yeah and now castlevania bloodlines it was meant to be a side story in the series and that's why it doesn't feature any of the belmonts right right and then it was also uh, kind of interesting that it was very heavily censored for european audiences okay starting with its name it was not called castlevania bloodlines it was castlevania generations all right uh, and in japan it was a vampire killer okay Uh, This is also the first game where that is mentioned as the name of the special whip. Gotcha, yeah. And also in the European versions, there is no blood. It's all changed to, like, blue or green. Okay, okay. And some colorings are changed to make things look less gory. Gotcha. Uh, We also got a couple changes where uh, I I think in a couple screens, the character's faces, the Eric character was made more masculine. I did see that, at
1: least comparing... Versus the Japanese versus U.S. release.
0: Yeah, Japanese to American. But otherwise, the other big differences were that the Japanese versions has different levels of uh, all the different difficulty levels have slight changes in what that means.
1: Mm, Okay. Yeah, I can see the blood and stuff and the gore because there are certain parts of this game where it was like, whoa, this is kind of new for the franchise. Oh, yeah.
0: I can't wait to get into that. And then this game was never re-released until the more recent castlevania collection okay that was its first time being re-released and uh that is now the of course best way or easiest way to play it well nick what kind of game is castlevania bloodlines it's a side-scrolling action platformer it is. It's a Castlevania game, but not exactly like the many Castlevania games we've talked about before.
1: Correct. It does quite a few things a little different here, you know?
0: Yeah, let's start with uh, you get to choose your character. Like we said in the first part, there is no Belmont here. You either choose between the character of John Morris, which mm-hmm. uh, is supposed to be a descendant of one of the Dracula characters, or Dracula novel characters. Yeah, yeah, he's the son of it. Yes. Of, of Hugh Morris. Oh, I'm sorry. Quincy Morris. Quincy Morris. And then your other character is Eric LeCard. Yeah. His best friend. And a Spaniard. Yeah. But I think he also has some sort of vampire hunting bloodline as well, or is hinted at in the intro.
1: Yeah. There's uh, a little bit in the manual in the story where they both from the shadows witnessed Quincy Morris's fatal battle with Dracula. And ever since then, they're a crappy babysitter.
0: He was. Yeah, yeah, they're determined to become vampire slayers. All right, and we're going to talk about their differences here in a moment, but both characters can jump, and this is a little different than your standard Castlevania jump. A little bit, yeah. It's a little higher, and yeah, I feel like yeah. it's not as severe of a one arc. Mm-hmm. It's still, once you've jumped, you've committed that jump, but it's a much friendlier, longer arc than that short yeah. Castlevania hop from yeah, the others and, in the
1: series. You know, the the levels are designed in a much less tight way to where in older ones, excluding Super Castlevania 3, or I'm sorry, 4, of course, because it's totally weird and different. But, you know, the level design was very, like, tight and precise, and it's a little more loosey-goosey here, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't play a ton as Eric, which is odd, because he has <laughs> my name, and I wanted to. Yeah. Is his, is his jump the exact same as John's? I think so. I
1: think they're they're pretty much the same in that regard, you know, except for...
0: Their super move,
1: yeah, if yeah. you will. But we should say that both of these characters—I believe this is the first time—you can jump onto staircases.
0: Yeah, it totally caught me off guard. I mean,
1: you got to be holding up, but <laughs> so you want to be careful. And, and you know, what? getting
0: on staircases is a lot easier in this one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Yes, it's not what it used to be. Uh, now, I guess we'll go through each. Let's go through each character okay fully and then we'll get into the extra stuff because it's easier to talk about what they do one-on-one and we'll start with your standard john morris he does wield what we now call the vampire killer magical whip yes and he sports a pretty cool like he's from texas yeah so he's got some boots (laughs) but you know the sleeveless vest is you know high fashion in texas and in transylvania so it works out either (laughs) way it sure does And he's got your standard whip, and it works much like the other ones. You have a little bit of backwards uh, animation and hit. Yeah. I do think it's a little slower than your whip in the Nintendo ones. I I could see that. There were certain areas where I was like, oh, my God, I got to start whipping before I would ever imagine doing it. Sure, sure. And like Castlevania 3. I think part of that is just that the sprites also very big. Yeah. So you have less time to react. I can see that. Uh, But, you know. There's that little difference. The big difference is that you can now whip diagonally if you're jumping. Yeah,
1: if you press, you just have to press up right Uh, in midair when you whip and you'll do an angle either left or right. Yes. Which is very useful in and of itself, but can also be used as a grapple.
0: Yeah. And I, I didn't realize for much of the game that when you're grappling and you do your swing, you're kicking and you do attack with that as well.
1: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's the strongest attack in the game uh i'm pretty sure i didn't use it nearly as much as i ever should have i think you get a little wiggle room too where you can kind of lengthen your the lead on your whip to change your arc a a little i i I did not use it
0: much because it is a little awkward it's not the best method because you kind of want to angle it but you you're not you're pressing up and it goes out of an angle Mm -hmm. it just seems a little weird but you're invincible man it, yeah, and that's something I should have taken much more advantage of for sure. <laughs> and then uh, what's interesting is that this is a three-button system, so you actually have a third button that is your special weapon. Yeah, and if you press up in your special weapon, it gets a super move.
1: Yeah, I I'm not sure if Dracula X had come out yet, but I think this is this is one of the first encounters, definitely with the, that's you know the item crash as it becomes known later.
0: Yes, and then we'll move on to Eric Lacard. So it sounds French, not Spanish, but what do I know? Yeah,
1: that's, I, I kind of thought the same thing.
0: <laughs> what makes him very interesting is he does not have a whip at all. He has a spear. Yes. And you played with him through the entire game? Yes, I did. And what do you think about that spear? It's got a couple things going on with it. Oh, I love it. Um, I, I uh,
1: It's about the same range as the the whip. Do and you have he, a frame of
0: behind attack as well? I think there's a little bit, but not the same shape. Not the over-the-shoulder that you have right. with the whip. Uh, but you do get the ability to whip
1: straight up and diagonal. You mean to stab? Stab, yes. Oh, yeah. I said whip. <laughs> you can stab straight up as from a standing position as well as to the upper left and upper right. And you can kind of do like a, a wave with it
0: from up to
1: down, right? Um, n- not that I encountered. You can okay. attack vertically down if you're jumping. Get a, oh, okay. a, a down thrust as well. And... If you hold the button when you attack, then you can press left and right, and he'll start doing a spear twirl. Okay, that's
0: the thing I'm thinking of, yes. Yeah,
1: And, and you can just keep hitting left and right, and you'll keep attacking to either side of you, which is not super strong, but
0: can be helpful. And then he has, as the other side of the coin to the whip swing, his own movement power. Yeah, the mega jump, which is
1: executed by, you crouch for a very briefly, and then press your jump button and you'll kind of pull vault vertically it will it you're also invincible while you do this and it will it also functions as an attack though not as strong as the whip oh that's kind of awesome though but yeah and it's pretty high so it makes it pretty easy to skip stairs in some levels and there are certain areas that are uh sectioned off where only john morris and only eric can get to you know what i mean yeah
0: i think that's more towards the very end of the game though right yeah, it, Or at least I never noticed it as much in the first half.
1: They're they're not major changes. It's just usually like one or two segments in a level where one of you goes here and one of you goes here, and then they meet back up. But I, yeah, I enjoyed Eric Lacard. Uh, after beating it, I went back to play a little with John Morris, and I felt severely hampered. All
0: right. Well, I, you know, we'll get to it. But I, I might mm-hmm. go back and try to play this with Eric. You should. And and this, I think, is true for yeah for both characters where if you
1: hold down your attack button when you whip sometimes or spear, you can get like a double hit off where it's kind of slower and it'll like boom, boom. And then you can press it again or keep going. And so I I didn't quite master it, but I noticed it a bit and I saw references to it and some stuff.
0: So I wonder how powerful of a tool that might be as well. Hmm. Now, as you go through the game, you're also going to get three special items or special weapons that Mm -hmm are familiar to many uh, Castlevania fans in some ways. Yeah, You've yeah. got the axe. Good old battle axe. Works the same way. Uh, now, are the special, the crashes the same for both characters? I believe so. So when you have the axe, you can also press up, and the axe uses one gem in this. That's right. we got
1: jewels. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but if you hold up in your special, then you throw up three axes in the air that spin, and then I'll shoot across the room. Yes, and I love it. It's it's my favorite. Pretty cool. And that takes five jewels, I believe. Yeah. I think they all do. And then we have the holy water, which is a little different. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as a, the classic model, but I didn't like it at all. Uh, you throw it and it goes across the floor with a very high flame, but it's very weak and it doesn't like stun lock anyone.
1: Yeah. You're not hitting things multiple times with it typically anymore. And then if you use its super version the holy water bounces around yeah it's like a weird flame that it kind of moves in a spiral ish pattern that i like this in certain sections of the late game i, I really tried to nice avoid cool. getting
0: the holy water whenever so i didn't after i used it a bit yeah. i was like yeah not for me gotcha and then we have not the cross no but the boomerang yeah it's a crystal blade boomerang oh and it works just like the cross Although it also doesn't seem to ever do any multiple hits, like one on the way out, one on the way back.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't just move horizontally and back. It has an arc to its its path. So it,
0: you get a wider zone, kind of. I don't but know. I, I kind of like the
1: old one better. I
0: agree, because I didn't like the unpredictability of the two paths. I mean, that's partially just because I haven't played this much. Sure. And then uh, its super move is a bunch of boomerangs come out and swirl around you.
1: Yeah, they kind of move in and out all three there's like three of them i think uh yeah it was fine
0: i really stuck with the the axe as much as i could
1: i could see that i i didn't i just kind of took whatever because at least playing with Lacard, it wasn't special weapons didn't mean that much in, to me gotcha. in this game you know
0: and what's cool is you get these of course from hitting your most hated enemy in the world candles candlevania is back But what's really cool is that there is a visual distinction. The one single thick candle is the weapons. Oh, yeah. That's two single candles is the items or gems or crystals, which is nice. It is so nice. I love it. Like that is the best of all, because you're not (laughs) you could once you have the item you want, you can just avoid all the other item candles. That's true. Yeah. And I did. And it was great. I didn't uh, realize that until you just said it. So,
1: you know, again. I just took whatever item they happened to put in front of wherever. I was like, all right, I guess we got this now. So, huh. but that is a cool feature.
0: Yeah. And, but for the most part, when you're going through whipping those candlesticks, you're going to be getting lots of crystals, which functions as hearts in this game. They are the ammo for your weapons.
1: Yeah. You can get red or red jewels, which are one mm-hmm. count and the blue ones are five. Yes.
0: Yes. And then just like previous games, when you start your your main weapon is weak and you find what are they in this one? Like little it's a coat of arms, coat of arms that fall down. And that increases the power and length of your whip and your spear. Yeah. But there's like a extra twist in this one. Yeah.
1: You can get a third upgrade. Pretty and interestingly enough,
0: it's I never could figure out when that would what the deal is with how you would get that.
1: I think you have to have 30 jewels in reserve and then uh-huh. you find the spell book and that will upgrade you but I also got it sometimes from enemies so I, I remember I haven't talk about it later there's one place in particular I was trying to check it out with but either way that spell book not only powers up either of the characters weapons to the final and most powerful level it also gives you a special super attack
0: it's kind of special it has its strengths and weaknesses. Now, uh, when the whip is got the special power, it's like a magical whip, with like a blue flame. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it looks very long. Really cool. And very strong. Yeah, yeah. it is. If you can get one of those into a boss fight, oh, man, it is amazing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And then what does the spear do? Uh, the spear gets a kind of
1: green flame on the end of it. Okay. That you charge out and stuff. And these levels of power will go away as soon as you get hit. The second you're touched. It sucks,
0: <laughs> kind of. Yes. And then your special will also go away if you get a different special weapon power-up. I guess. I, I, but you'll I, I, still I, I... have the attack. Yeah. Now, the special power-up special weapon is a series of white and blue magical orbs that chase around the screen and heat-seek any enemies that it finds.
1: Yeah, at least for John Morris. And Lacard gets this big field of green orbs that comes out in both sides
0: and just kind of gets everything in front and behind you it seems like oh okay that's cool the heat seeking ones they didn't do a whole lot of damage usually so the problem is they also take a ton of gems
1: yeah and like 10 or something I didn't even know about these until after I'd beaten the game so I I didn't (laughs) use them in combat I went back and was like I'll check them out just to see what they're like but uh I felt a fool
0: really not worth it uh there's a couple bosses where it could help a lot but for the most part it is way weaker than your whip especially if you have the magic power on your whip which makes it the strongest yeah yeah you're also going to find money bags that give you points increases your score and are there their lives associated with score
1: there are not i was very disappointed
0: (laughs) there is the black orb that gives you invincibility for a very short time
1: i only saw one of these i think and I think i saw it twice yeah maybe a uh, uh, pretty rare either way
0: and then a magic mirror that destroys all of the enemies on the screen and again this is almost always useless in the world of castlevania
1: it's the mirror of truth
0: yeah the truth is is there's never enough enemies <laughs> on the screen for this to matter yeah yeah it's like oh you killed that one enemy i was gonna kill thanks i guess
1: yeah yeah
0: uh, but of course you will also find food in this game
1: that's right mutton chops wall meat classic it's back and uh how much health does that give you back half your health i think so it feels like half of the health bar that sounds about right and you do have lives you do you can find one ups and some candles yes. very rarely
0: and you can change the amount of lives you have at the beginning of the game in the options menu along with the difficulty
1: yes you can go up to five lives but you always have two continues i think right
0: yes only two continues but there are passwords yeah classic uses, uh... yeah castlevania three style with pictures yeah but when you use a password to start over, you have none of the gems you had or special item.
1: And it also has the same number of continues you had. Yeah. So that
0: kind of, that's a rough that you're like, man, really? So that is a little rough. And when you beat a level, you do get your health back and you get to carry over all of your remaining uh, crystals, which is nice.
1: Yeah, pretty cool.
0: Well, Nick, this is a Genesis game, so who knows, But Castlevania <laughs> and Konami. I'm hoping for some decent artwork and a couple puns. What do we get? Uh, well, not much. Uh, you,
1: It's a 19-page black-and-white manual. Hmm. The and only I mean, art... like black and red? No, no. Uh, or red and the, white? <laughs> the uh, black and red would be pretty awesome, but unfortunately, no. You get some, you get item and a few enemy art at the end, but that's about it. And a few screenshots, it's... No puns at all. It's a pretty straightforward manual. Controls, yada, yada, yada. Talks about the characters. And, you know, it does go through your items and weapons. So, yay, I guess. And, you know, we kind of mentioned part of the story earlier, but John Morris and Eric LeCard are out to stop Elizabeth Bartley, who is Dracula's niece from Resurrecting Dracula. And she was awakened by a witch, Yep, with a weird name, so you know what it is. You're just gonna go and destroy all the monsters you can.
0: Well, what does make this interesting though is that she's traveling around Europe to find the things she needs to bring him back,
1: as well as you know, this takes place in 1897, so it's a couple hundred years later than the previous games.
0: Yes, beginning of the mechanized age,
1: and and I think it does claim that the Morris family are like distant relatives of the Belmonts or something, at least in the, the pro the manual. So mm-hmm. you have that, but well, yeah. I, that
0: would make sense for him to have that whip. Yeah. Yeah. Now my one final question is this does have passwords. Do they give you any place to write those passwords down?
1: No, no, they don't, but they Voo? do give you, <laughs> oh. they do give you an ad for the Konami insider. Oh, No, boo on them still. So, which I'm actually interested in. I tried to find some scans of it because it's like, a. according to this, four times a year for $5, you got four Konami Insider slash fan club issues. I would have paid that. I know, man. I I don't know. I I feel like there's a whole bunch of like weird things that I would have loved as a kid that I didn't even, you know, I would just see an ad in the back of a game manual and it was dead to me. I didn't even notice it, you know, like whatever. I already have Nintendo power, but now, now I want to know. What was it? Hey, if
0: any of you subscribed, let us know. Yeah. Nick, what was your personal history with
1: Castlevania Bloodlines? Well, I I never played this as a youth. I do remember it coming out, and I thought it was cool that there was a guy with a spear. And I was like, that's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, I get this confused with Rondo of Blood constantly. Okay, yeah. I also knew of its existence, but never played it. And frankly, you know, as a child, I was like, well, it can't be as good as Castlevania Four. It's on the Genesis. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I did play this about, I think, a year and a half, two years ago. I was I, I just, just playing it just to check it out because I had never played. I played about halfway through, with again, with Eric Lacard And I think that's when my cat barfed on the laptop and... My, oh, yeah, My save file was lost, so I just kind of stopped. Bummer.
0: So then what was your more recent experience with this game? Well, I, I beat this game. The As did I. Been cheating at the end. <laughs> I did a cheat a little bit just for time's sake, but for the majority of the early levels, I did not. I would save between levels, but, you know, that was it.
1: Yeah, yeah, same here.
0: Just because I didn't want to deal with that. That starting over with nothing at the beginning... Using the password. Right, right. Although I did take pictures of every password in case I wanted to use play it on my portable device. Nice. Uh, now, I think I played this about four times, I think, total. Just little chunks. Nothing too crazy. It's not a very long game.
1: Right. I, I think I did it in two sittings. I was playing through the first time because I was curious what I could remember from a previous playthrough. And, you know, I got about halfway through and then came
0: back and beat it the next day. Uh, I do have to say my son did beat one of the bosses... And played through one of the levels while i was sitting there so oh okay. it wasn't 100 on me but i did beat it without him and he was a little bummed he's like what <laughs> <laughs> he was not satisfied that i told him he could go watch the ending or beat it on hard mode which is unlocked after you beat the game that's right and necessary if you want to see the real endings i know what jerks All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to say that this game is exactly what you would imagine if you made a Castlevania game for the intense 90s alternative Sega audience. (laughs) It's a little darker, a lot bloodier, and a lot beefier than all the ones we've had before it. Sure, sure. It's definitely
1: feels like it's starting to move toward the Egovania type of game. Yes,
0: that was the next thing I was going to say. But, you definitely you know, see that this is the beginning of the gross, like super horror-esque bosses yeah, and things. Yeah. But also, you know, the pace of it. The fact that you don't have that very distinct jump anymore yep. means you can really start tearing through these levels in a way you couldn't in a lot of earlier Castlevanias.
1: That's right. There's no time limit anymore. Yeah. As well. So uh,
0: I definitely see this. You know, we talked about it with uh, Super Castlevania f- or Castlevania 4, how we saw that as there's a lot of things there that they were the beginnings of the uh-huh. Symphony of the Night, this is the other side. Like, those two, com- this combined with that, Bloodlines and Castlevania Four are like the egg from which yeah. Symphony of the Night hatches. I
1: can see, definitely. I mean, or I guess more specifically, it would be Rondo of Blood, because that was the more direct predecessor, right? To I guess, we'll get there one day. <laughs> I've, never, I've never played it, shamefully. Well, it's on the TurboGrafx-16, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure can't be that hard to late but you're probably correct i don't know i've never really I, I
0: it's not because i wouldn't like to so i just need to get down to it but yeah i do love the sprite work in this game and the design like they've taken every major castlevania enemy and they're like how can we make it more intense or grosser sure sure i like that
1: your sprites not nearly as large as super castlevania four so yeah it, it makes it feel
0: it makes the world feel bigger to me i you know and at first I was a little down on how like triangular John was, my my dude. Yeah. He's like got that top heavy super beefiness. Like a Bruce Tim looking. Yeah, but as the game went on, I, I actually started to really love it. And like, especially once you see him in motion a lot, because the animations in this game are ridiculously smooth. At some point mm. some of them are too smooth. They're like distracting. <laughs> like the and mummy that- the mummy's raps, I'm like, what is going on there? It's like
1: like whew, I end- how- am. <laughs> Speaking of animation, this is also uses a lot of graphical tricks that we would see in later games. Like if you think of the knights or those, these big bosses, the way it rotates their arms or legs instead of just giving them frames, which is yeah. a, a trick that would become well used in the franchise in the future.
0: For sure. And I also love that they, when you watch the opening cinematic, it does have the film strip sides to it. Harking yeah. Back to the other Castlevanias. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we talked about the music earlier and the music is awesome. Oh, it it is
1: super awesome. I love it. Like it was so, especially for being on the Sega Genesis, I wasn't expecting
0: that kind of, there's a good fidelity there. And Miss Yamane, she like captures the weird sounds of the Genesis and puts them to work in such awesome ways. Yeah, it's, it's great. And it's,
1: it's a bullseye for what I want out of Castlevania music really you know as opposed to the weirdo kind of not necessarily bad but the you know Super Castlevania 4 took a weird left turn musically and and here it's like back to form you know
0: yeah yeah
1: it is awesome I do think some of the sound effects are kind of rough though that's why I asked earlier like there's I, I think in the first level I kept I kept being like what is exploding or is some floor crumbling and then I, I put it together I was like oh that's
0: thunder yeah that's a little bit of that like crunchiness the, yeah i mean whoever
1: did the sound effects wasn't used to the Sega. i'm i'm guessing or something you know
0: i could definitely see that uh one of the things that is i think a big negative for me in this game is that there's way less food it feels like there's not a lot yeah it is really there you're not healing in a level it is you're holding out to the end of that boss fight and it's the areas where things are hidden in the wall are
1: kind of marked there's cracks and stuff so It does take away what little exploration there was in a classic Castlevania game because you don't even need to check the walls, you know, or at least maybe.
0: (laughs) On that note, it isn't the, you know, strategic platformer the earlier ones were either. That that whole aspect is gone. No, it's much more action-oriented here. Definitely. In fact, to me, the way there's so many set pieces and things changing up, it really felt like, and I I should have done more research, it felt like there was like a group of Contra people from you know, the Super Nintendo Contras that worked on this. It was like, we got to get to the next set piece, to the next big thing.
1: Oh, definitely. And especially, there's one of the bosses that I was like, wow, is this out of Gunstar Heroes or something? Like, you know what
0: I'm talking about? like The gear, Steam Gear boss or whatever? Exactly. I I, I know exactly which one you were talking about.
1: I thought the controls, for the most part, were pretty good. You do get a lot of things to do with Lacard, And while I didn't play much with John Morris, the idea of grappling sounds awesome, but I don't, think there wasn't... the levels are designed to give you any extra freedom or anything really yeah that's
0: the problem there
1: that it seemed like it handled okay you know yeah i like it much better than the grapple in super castlevania 4
0: where that one you have a specific thing you grapple to, right
1: yeah those like rings yeah but here it's any ceiling but and it's not until playing with him that i realized how many stages were like there's no ceiling and i was like yeah. oh, okay. or one
0: close enough for you to do anything
1: to yeah it's very very few it's it's just truly more of a gatekeeping tool as opposed mm. to uh tactical you know weapon use or something for that whip
0: yeah yeah my one big note is i just i love how metal everything is in this game like yeah. every everything they could have turned a little bit more darker or intense they did and it never feels like you know, that just like cynical eh, 90s intensity. They're like, oh, what would be cool if we just made this a little grosser or like, you know. Sure. Yeah. And I think that even goes up through the bosses, which is something I liked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I liked now, like, the downside of the bosses is I felt like they were a little uneven and none of them were r- really once you know their tricks, not that hard.
1: Yeah. They're they're all kind of one trick ponies, essentially. mhm
0: all right folks this is it this is when we take this game level by level and this game has six levels all across europe mm-hmm. as you chase down that lady the niece elizabeth bartley yes elizabeth bartley you're chasing her all across uh, the land but you start in a familiar place the ruins of the castle dracula
1: in romania
0: yeah and it's awesome because it is it is a cool you know like walkthrough of where you've been before although i do want to say This game takes place in
1: 1897. Transylvania would not be part of Romania yet. It was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, my friend. Hmm. Well, you are the history nerd, not me. Fair enough. Yeah, it ruined the game for me. I can understand that. There's some cool opening cinematics showing your character in front of the gate and, you know, the castle in the distance and stuff.
0: Yeah, that looks really cool. And I do like that they give you the classic map of the world or wherever you're going. Yeah. Shows you the location you're at letting you know you're at dracula's castle to start off with and you start of course outside the castle
1: and a great looking little short scene here with some they're not really candles but braziers or something that you break as yeah. is typical on the way in
0: uh there's a dead body on the ground with blood all over it yeah and it's a it's a cool forest scene i i liked it a lot uh the zombies you face uh when you fight them they crumble into guts yeah which is right off the bat gruesome you know it's getting real you know what th- this also has those enemies, uh, the eyeballs with the chains coming off of them. Yeah. I don't know what they are, but I don't like them. They're one of my least favorites. Yeah, they can freak you
1: out. They have like a tail with the chain, but it doesn't hurt you, right? You just have no. to whip the eye
0: or spear the eye. Uh, then you go down to the water, of course. And this is when you start seeing some of the big changes in design for the characters. Well, now we get the cool, the angular fishmen or fish people. <laughs> yeah, these fishmen look all like twisted and like messed up i love it They're show they got like spiky fins mm-hmm, mm-hmm. crazy weird legs they're awesome oh, agreed agreed that skeletons standard skeletons some throw bones some throw uh their heads you know nothing too crazy they look nice yeah your standard bats and then your first boss which is some sort of hellhound yeah which is like half skinned <laughs> Or I thought the back half was, like, decayed. I guess, yeah, yeah. Either way, looks awesome. Looks awesome. Shoots fireballs at you, but they're easy to dodge. It's a mini-boss. You can take it out pretty
1: quickly. Sure, sure. It does howl and break those windows, so you have to avoid the falling
0: glass. Oh, that's right. That is super cool. Now, do the mini-bosses have a health meter? I think they do. I think so, yeah. Yeah, which one of the things I love about A Good Castlevania You know how much health the the bad guys have. Yeah, in this game, you know, we kind of mentioned it that
1: I think there's only six levels, but each one has at least two mini-bosses that are like, you know, in in Castlevania fashion, it's divided up into several chunks or blocks.
0: Yeah, and you do go through a part where there are these uh, dead bodies that are only the top half hanging, and I thought they were going to do something to you, but they're just there in the background swaying around. Yeah, and there's a couple spots where, I'm not sure if it's them here, but
1: there's like they're dripping blood on the ground and, and that, that blood always, doesn't hurt you either no i assumed it did i
0: ch- kept trying to avoid it but it's unnecessary uh, as you make your way through the castle there are skeletons that have shields that you have to disarm just make some two hit enemies yeah and your classic platforms that when you jump on them they flip over to real spikes but you can walk on them just fine yeah uh there is a trap area with a giant swinging blade I like this area because this blade hits enemies as well. Yeah, it does. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, then, weirdly enough, you have to run up a giant skeleton. And yeah. I died there once, foolishly.
1: A giant dragon or, I guess, dinosaur skeleton.
0: And then you f- can encounter your first uh, set of bone dragons, the the ones that have just the rotating heads. They're standard. And then yeah, the, the long uh, ones that are attached to a wall that snake around. Yes. And those move like crazy. Yeah, they... But-
1: I just would stand there and keep attacking, and they would have yeah. slowly killed themselves. <laughs> like if you stay out of range, they're... they're not
0: hard, but they look awesome.
1: Agreed. Yeah.
0: Uh, when you get to the top of the tower, though, you do not fight Dracula. No, you fight a sort of clockwork knight, a steam knight, steampunk knight. I just thought it was like a, a ghost knight, a knight. It was, it's
1: armor, and was... the knight has a. The manual calls it Drolta's Mecha Knight.
0: Oh, okay. Mm. He's got a couple different weapons. He's got an axe. He's got a spear. Yeah, he throws them around. Cycles through them as you wound him, right? Yeah, but he's super easy. Like, they're so easy to dodge. And you stun him a little bit when you hit him. Yeah. Uh, When you beat a level, you do get a bonus of points based on how much life you had and how many jewels you had. Mm -hmm. But like you said, that does nothing. Your score means nothing at all. Uh, But the best part is, is it does not count down your gems. You get to carry them over to the next level. Which is awesome. Yeah. So from there, you move to the Atlantis Shrine in Greece. And wow, this is awesome looking.
1: Yeah, you're on some ruins that appear to be, you know, I guess marble or whatever. You know, they do look like parts of the Acropolis sticking out of from the water. And the great- water
0: is rising and lowering. And a mirror, because you're there at sunset, a beautiful purple and orange sunset in the background.
1: Yeah, and you know, the reflections look great in the water. It's a lot of fun. You do fight minotaurs here, and I think this might be the first minotaurs that enter the series. I think so, yeah. Sometimes they're armed,
0: sometimes they just charge at you, but they take like three hits. They're uh, Sometimes they rip off a chunk of the pillar and try to hit you with it. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I love everything about them. Absolutely. Uh, then you have a section where ooh, the level starts rising. The water's rising or something, and you got to get up, up, up. And this can be a little challenging because there are ghosts, there are minotaurs, and there are these orbs that are your classic circle-the-platform enemies that are invincible. Yeah,
1: little, like, electro-sparks or whatever. And this is uh, an area where, if you realize early on that you can jump on and up staircases, can be made a little easier.
0: Yeah, and... Interestingly enough, you can actually go under the water a little bit.
1: Yeah, you have a brief time. So it's not like a, you instantly die
0: when you touch the surface, you know? Yeah, it's really cool. When you get to the top, though, you do have to fight a water wizard. And he, I don't know how this guy is like a boss. Like, I does he hurt? Oh, I remember. What happens is he's making rain happen and it's slowly filling up the
1: level. Yeah. And so he doesn't really attack you much. It's more about can you kill him
0: before he fills, he drowns you. But you can because it's very easy. Yes, yes, it is. Like, I, I was like, well, it's a really cool concept, but I d- it did not any challenge at all. Just need a little something. Throw a couple normal enemies in or something, might. Or have them like, shoot a ball of water at you. You got to dodge or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, you move right into another mini boss, and it's a giant armor ghost with a flail. Or is that a Morning Star? That's a flail. Okay. The Morning Star does not have a chain. Is that correct? I believe so. Gotcha. And uh, so, you know, spiked ball, chain, handle, and he will slam it down onto the ground, but it goes over you if you stay close to him. Yeah, it's kind
1: of counterintuitive. Like, It's like you actually stay close when he go re- pulls back to do the big swing, and it doesn't take much. It's big and scary looking, but not very tough.
0: And then immediately after that, his brother comes out, similar giant armor, ghost. And instead of that, he has... Well, it's a giant axe on a spear. Is that a halberd? Yeah, I I could see halberd, some sort of pole arm. And yes, and it's the opposite. When he swings, you want to get far away. Yeah, but also pretty easy to kill. Indeed, indeed. After that, you go through a water area that is the opposite of what you did before. It's slowly descending water and you have to, you know, ride on these floating wooden platforms, but you can move left and right across the entire level. Which is kind of cool.
1: Nothing too tough here. Again, like it it does work in your favor that you can go a little underwater or
0: yeah, whatnot. I will say
1: die if you fall off.
0: It's a little tough because this is your first encounter with Medusas in the game. Oh yes, the Medusas. (laughs) While they are easier to hit in some ways, they have a different arc than they've ever had before, and I found that a little challenging to get used to. Yeah. Are these the ones that shoot at you too, or is that? No, those are later
1: in the game. (laughs) Okay spoilers uh, sorry yeah
0: then you're back across uh the ruins knocking the heads off statues to get across which i thought was pretty cool yeah fighting some of those skella dragons indeed indeed and then a weird like mace wielding uh guy with a helmet that i don't know why he just wasn't a skeleton yeah and there's a couple spots here where you'll see
1: cracked pillars that you have to you kind of knock them down and they slide off and then we'll create a little bridge with of platforms above you to to make it through
0: yes it is a cool effect yeah and then finally, you get to the boss of the level, the Golem. And what a Golem it is. It is a weird, weird-looking thing. That's for sure. Yeah, it's uh,
1: got legs, and it has, you know, arms, shoulders, and a head, but its torso is super, it's like four times as long as it should be. It's a Johnny Long torso here.
0: It is Kind of gross looking and not in a way of like disgustingness. It's just like awkwardly proportioned. It is a stone golem and it will hit the ceiling and make rocks fall. Yes. You dodge those. I think it punches at you. It can The real. uh, Yeah. The real mechanic of this fight is you need to break the middle portion of it to drop the head low enough to hit. Yeah. But if you have a special weapon, say an axe, you can just hit it in the head with that axe. Over and over again. That's true.
1: Can you reach it with a uh, diagonal shot with the whip jumping? I never tried
0: that because it always like too close got me hit. But I just axed the heck out of its head. Yeah, I never once... even went for the the body. Okay, I I always took out the body, but once well, the we... ax was also taking out the body as it comes down through the head. Sure, yeah, yeah. You got that whole arc. Yes,
1: ax with... for the win. With Lecard, you can. Since you can just, from a standstill, attack diagonally up, that'll hit him, like, right there in the belly, and you can just kind of, quote-unquote, rapid-fire it and chop him down.
0: The falling rocks are fairly easy to dodge.
1: Yeah. This boss is kind of a, a pushover. Although those falling rocks, which is similar to some the glass we experienced with the Hellhound, like, it looks good, but there's always these, like, accompanying smaller pebbles or whatever you might say that won't hurt you, but it always confused
0: me, you know? Oh, yeah. But it just takes a little getting used to. And then we move on to stage three, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, yeah. In Italy. And right away, you're fighting some harpies with Italy in the background. And these harpies are a little more adult looking than they have been in the past. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, what I would say is bare breasts. Yep, yep. Looking good. And when you attack them, you can knock off their heads or faces. And sometimes blood shoots out as they fly around they'll walk around.
1: I don't they're very easy if you with lacard because you have a vertical spear attack and
0: not so easy with uh good old John there
1: gotta gotta lean on that axe I'd imagine
0: yes next up we are in a maze of stairs but it's not really that much of a maze you just go to the top and then walk to the right
1: yeah again with the you can mega jump between staircases if you want to mm-hmm. pick up some power-ups or whatever but it is a pretty straight shot it looks like it'll be trickier than it is
0: And then you are in the tower itself, and it's all kind of, you know, cattywampus.
1: Yeah, things are slanted here.
0: And as you make your way over, you do fight another giant bone dragon that shoots fire. Yeah. Although, again, if you just stay far enough back, it'll never hit you, and then you can hit it from a distance.
1: That's right. Well, and, like, I don't think you can get to that bone dragon with...
0: You fight a bone dragon that shoots a different color flame as John.
1: Oh, okay, it loops around. Yeah, there is a slight split path here where... Since uh, you need to use that mega jump to go up between floors,
0: hmm. John has a slightly different path. My bone dragon had a red flame. Okay, okay. It was a green. <laughs> but right after that is your next big cool set piece, and you are in a tower that is swaying left and right and falling. Yeah. And it seems crazy intense, but as long as you stay towards the top, you will get be pretty safe, and you will avoid most of the medusas that are swimming about.
1: Sure, yeah. And again, that mega jump is awesome here because it clears a lot of ground. There's a brief indoor
0: section where you fight those famous mummies of Italy. Oh, oh yes. The mummies are here. Yeah. And they're crazy, smoothly animated wrappings.
1: Yeah, they look good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But right after that is another weird segment where you're hopping along a series of these, like, floating platforms while you're attacked by demons.
0: Yeah, the first... It's, like, separated into three three sections. The first section, fairly easy. You're just going across. Yeah. And the bone demons are crazy. They look giant and scary, but they're easy to hit. They have a slow movement. They do shoot items out of themselves at you, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second part is you going across them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these platforms are constantly moving. If you don't jump at the right time, You will be just dropped. Yeah. Oh, and then there is no third section. I'm thinking of later in the game. Because right after this, I think, is the boss. The only real danger in this
1: thing is if you get knocked off. Yeah. Because it is a pit death.
0: Uh, Then you get to the boss, which is the gargoyle. Yeah. And it is super interesting because you're on top of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah. It is rotating. Yeah. So you can never stand in one place. Like You're constantly readjusting your guy
1: yeah you're moving around left or right back
0: and you got to fight this gargoyle which at first seems really hard yeah this was a for where i was like i don't know what to what i'm doing wrong here it's got an attack where it swoops in and like whips its tail and shoots crystals which it has a super long tail too yeah it stays at the side of the screen and then flails the tail around and then shoots energy bolts at you Mm-hmm. You can get knocked off.
1: That's the hardest part about this boss. Like, the rest of his attacks aren't that bad.
0: At one point, it gets when it gets super injured, it will start bouncing around, trying to bounce down on top of you. Yeah. But once you learn the, the ins and outs of the three attacks, it only takes, like, six whips to kill this thing.
1: Yep. All bark, no bite.
0: Yeah. It looks much harder than it is. You defeat it, and you move on to stage four, the munitions factory of Germany.
1: Yeah. Now, this is where you're really starting to see the time setting of this where it's you've got fences and like barbed wire in the background and
0: it's and it's more these, modern uh, skeletons have helmets on
1: yeah yeah like kaiser helmets
0: i was confused with what, what that was at first then i figured it out then you're inside the factory and it's a weird setting to see a castlevania guy in
1: it is you got some weird there's conveyor belts and things here that normally would have been relegated to a clock tower yeah but a little more high tech there is a secret hidden spot to the
0: top left kind of after you come right in and mm-hmm. and can you only get to that with the super jump on uh your dude there eric no i i think there's a way to get it with if you swit whip swing yeah okay
1: or at least that's what i saw i i didn't find it my own on gotcha. my own i just saw it on a <laughs> playthrough i was like oh I'm
0: jealous then you're inside like a weird giant engine and there's pistons trying to crush you it looks super cool but you're never in any real danger
1: no just be slightly careful
0: Yes, the danger comes from the next area, which is your classic clock tower scene that has mm-hmm. more things moving in it than you could ever imagine. It looks good. It looks really good, especially those chains moving up and down in the front. Foreground.
1: Yeah, big, foreground chains, giant, great-looking gears that you ride.
0: But, of course, there is a lot of uh, Medusas here, and it's a little twitchy when you're moving on those gears, more so than it was in the past. This so is just- be very careful.
1: You can bypass a lot of this with the paper Oh, I joke. bet.
0: I bet. Then there's a real short area that has some puzzles where you pull down one thing to raise another, jump across them. I mean, that goes all the way back to Mario 1. Yeah. And then you'll find yourself fighting, once again, Frankenstein's monster. And this time, he's... Two stories tall. Yeah, he's easily thirty feet tall. And why is he so tall? <laughs> it's how many bodies did they use? Like, <laughs> it's like, well, we only use NBA players, and we use four <laughs> or five of them. I guess, yeah. It is insane. Like, it, it makes no sense. And he also is one of these things where he looks pretty tough, but once you get his pattern down, which is punch, punch, electric blast to the ground. Yeah. Does he do a? Oh, he has like a weird whip that he spins out.
1: Yeah, some weird. Yeah, I don't know if that's a chain or something. I think it's electrical
0: whip. I, it sounds sounds about right. You study those three patterns, and no problem, especially if the axe. Because one thing I forgot to mention is the superpower of the axe. When you use it, it knocks people back a little bit. Yeah. So you can keep him like far away from you and not yeah. have to worry about the spinning whip. Nice. It's very nice. Yeah. Because uh, beat him and you're back at the clock tower and. Now you got to deal with these giant blades that you got to sneak through. There's only a little slot open and they all move at different speeds, which is kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, this this took me a second when I first got here because I was like, do I have to jump in that little like groove where it's not sharp and ride it or something? But no, because you can crouch underneath yeah. the blade. So you just like creep up, cr- crouch, and then wait for a chance to keep moving.
0: You do deal with more gears and platforms. Until you come to a room that has these golden gears moving around erratically.
1: Golden gears.
0: And once you defeated them, you move on to the next room where they all reform into a boss that doesn't look like it should be in this game.
1: No, this definitely... This I was like, is this a Gunstar Heroes? This feels like Seven Force or something where it's a kind of robot based around an orb, but it's made of a bunch of gears. And And graphically,
0: it just looks totally out of place. It looks pre-rendered. Yeah, yeah. It, it does kind of stick out here (laughs) and it sticks out by being way harder than every boss you've dealt with before because it has like six things it does
1: that's true it has several forms it can it It can turn
0: into like a monkey that runs across the bottom
1: yeah yeah there's a little turret it becomes kind of shoots some
0: gears out at you it lobs some it does a thing where it flies across it tries to hit you every once in a while And my biggest problem is that you have to really move around this room to get away from it. I'm sure it's a lot easier if you could do your super jump. Somewhat. It's still... The toughest part about this
1: boss is that you want to hit the orb. And And
0: you never know when you can hit it.
1: Well, and it's not always clear where it is exactly at first. Or it's usually not... You know, it's above... It's at a weird height where you can't always just stand there and hit it so you have to keep like jumping and
0: trying to balance it once it you get weird. patterns down yeah. it is a lot easier and i was able to get through a uh, spoiler alert the second time i fought it only mm. getting hit once
1: yeah yeah it's it, like all the bosses it's all just patterns man
0: indeed once you have defeated that uh mechanical abomination you move on to level five the palace of versailles oddly enough and when you start you're in the gardens which have become well frankly overrun I know they're famous, but someone is not <laughs> care of them. Indeed. Uh, because you have to fight some giant plant creatures, like giant roses that shoot spores. And what's cool is these spores don't actually hurt you. Yeah,
1: they kind of curse you.
0: They give you the opposite movement curse. For, but I was like, whatever. I'll just take it and move. Move a few on.
1: Seconds. They're not worth They They take longer to kill than they are worth, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And then after that, you get to a fountain. And as you pass the fountain, the water in this fountain turns from water to blood and now you're knee deep in it and arise from the depths many red skeletons that's
1: right the classic
0: unkillable
1: not not too tough here no pits so you can just
0: keep on trucking run 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 but then comes what i would consider one of the hardest enemies in the game Uh. because i was so baffled on how to do damage to these things and not get hit that is the weird bug creatures that spit a seed out of their head that explodes now i'm sure they are a thousand times easier when you have that spear because you can just hit them at an angle
1: <laughs> Yeah. but
0: when you have the whip the the time that they are down because they do a spin around their starting mm-hmm. spot is yeah. so tiny that you have to like you can never figure out when to jump and whip it
1: huh gotcha yeah like
0: i had to use my special item to get through this area and then following that you're in the palace itself
1: yeah here's uh, you'll fight go down a hallway where you'll fight a series of axe knights
0: yeah they're way more intense looking than the ones before they always looked kind of dopey to me yeah these ones look sinister
1: you want to, yeah and you want to watch out for falling chandeliers here that will drop as soon as you get close
0: and if you're me you're gonna forget about them at least once
1: I hated it especially because those will kill the axe knights if you time it right uh-huh but, but- I could never do it on per when I was
0: trying to do it I always failed so it was like come on come on nick get it together and i would always forget towards the end of the the hallway and get hit by one <laughs> uh, then you have i don't think it's a mini boss but there's a kind of unique knight with a big sword yeah it takes a couple hits
1: strange one yes there's a little room with like six or seven of those dragon skull cannons stacked on top of each other
0: and then an even weirder room that has these like gross eyeball things that shoot lasers in it
1: yeah they crawl along the walls and
0: and this is a place you can like really explore if you've got eric right
1: well yeah this is another another split because eric can use his mega jump to go up
0: oh and then go on the roof
1: yeah whereas john morris can grapple across the the wine cellar where there's like casks and stuff
0: yes yes indeed the roof looks way cooler just so you know
1: yeah i think you just fight like harpies and stuff up there but
0: yeah and then there's another one of those ghost knights yeah this one doesn't have a weapon he just punches at you He's a fool. Then you got to fight some archers, which are kind of hard because their angle's weird.
1: Yeah. There's like two right at the beginning that took me a little while to realize. I was like, they truly are aiming at me. Yes. So you want to lead them astray and then move in. They're not just predetermined angles.
0: And then you have another one of the enemies that I had a really hard time with. And that is the motorized or wheelchair knights or whatever they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They move
0: fast. They have like wheels. Uh, They move so fast that you have to whip the second they come onto the screen or you're not hitting them
1: yeah you got to be ready and there's only like one or two here and never again in the game so it's like I can catch you off guard easily
0: yeah they are very hard to deal with and then you have a very weird mini boss which is uh two faces that are the inverse of a pillar that classic uh which do you see a vase or a couple yeah. of faces yeah yeah and when they're not faces they're orbs shooting at you and when the orbs are around you want to break that pillar yeah you can destroy the orbs you can, yeah you can destroy the orbs which is the only way to really like survive yeah but they're, they're slow so it's not hard
1: no yeah you can stand right by there and just keep stabbing up with your spear if you're mean. i bet if
0: you oh i bet that spear switching sides thing was awesome there too
1: it can be it's just that, that thing has a weird hitbox i was never able to truly master
0: it uh and then you get to my favorite boss of the game oh a Victorian lady comes out. She's obviously a, some sort of magic user or witch. She floats around and floats down. And I want the a gif of this animation so badly. Because once she hits the ground, she splits apart yeah. and a hideous evil moth comes out of her. She looks definitely like an evil moth. And there is a big kind of spiky, cracked open cocoon in the background. Yeah. I love this boss so much. At least in looks department, as yeah. far as fighting a boss comes, this boss is I. I don't even understand like how it's supposed to be a challenge.
1: Right. Right.
0: Like you have to dodge some things it drops, and that's about it. Yeah. I hit. I defeated it so quickly. I don't. I don't know if I saw any other things it. It did.
1: Yeah. Same here. I mean, it can lay these little eggs that turn into little butterflies. That, oh, I think I did kill an egg. If there's enough of those, it can kind of be a pain to hit them, but uh no problem no sweat
0: this is axe's best friend (laughs) once you've defeated it you move on to stage six the final stage the castle of prosperia in england
1: or proserpina oh okay Uh it is a weird but this right away i like my name better (laughs) i don't know what yeah well right away this well this level starts off really cool because you have you're on what appears to be a bridge you can see some clouds and maybe villages in the in the distance, but a big blood red moon.
0: Yeah. And when you get inside, oh man, kids, don't do drugs. This really oh, messed with me. Yeah, this is a,
1: a a really neat and interesting idea where the screen is basically divided into three, maybe four. It's I think it's three. Three, like, bands where it's either, like, zoomed in or out and you kind of move between these zones and it's really... And
0: they're offset also.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like... You have to kind of puzzle out where you are or where you're land from a jump.
0: It's It totally messes with me a lot.
1: Yeah, this was um,
0: a save state place because there's lots of pit <laughs> deaths. Yeah, and people will knock you into pits. And there's Medusas here as well, just to make it a little more fun. Yeah,
1: when you see them coming, it's like it's this weird kind of you have to remember where you think it's going to appear or close to you because you can't see. It's It's crazy, but I thought it was fun. And. It, it wasn't as hard as it
0: seemed like because I felt so out of control, but
1: mm-hmm. if you
0: keep I moving. I thought the next section was way harder, which didn't seem like it should be, and that was when you're upside down. You're just walking on the ceiling. Yeah. But I found that to be way harder because I couldn't time or judge my jumping right, and it's all about jumping over those rotating mm-hmm. orbs that circle the platforms.
1: Yep, yep. It, it can be pretty tricky. Both of these, the true difficulty comes from the pit deaths, but I was just trying to just I, – I was – running past candles and enemies and you know just just get out of here <laughs>
0: oh yeah and then the next long room has more fast moving giant knights and they move so fast that you barely have time to react with that whip
1: yeah they just come running in from either the left or right side and you can usually hear the sound a little before
0: they show up so indeed then you're at the top of the tower and you find your old friend death but he's just here to play cards that's right a series of cards swirl around him and it's awesome because On each card is either a boss you have fought before or an angel, and once you hit the card that has a boss on it, you go fight that boss.
1: Yeah, so... And it's
0: all the easiest bosses, too.
1: Yeah, you got the golem, you got the gear boss, you got the gargoyle thing. Yep. There is one where he will just
0: shoot fire at you. So anytime that you've defeated one, or I think there's one to start with, it's replaced with a card of death himself. And when you hit that one, he'll shoot a bolt at you of something. Okay. And if you hit the angel, uh, you get like a sea of meat falls out.
1: Yeah. Which is nice. And I guess the number of these cards changes depending on what difficulty. Oh, okay. Like if you play it on hard, I don't know if you even get any of the mutton chop ones.
0: Yeah. Uh, then once you've defeated all the cards, you must fight death itself. And this is by far the easiest version of death I think I've ever faced. Absolutely. (laughs) It does like three lame attacks. It has one where it its sickles fly across the room but you can hit them yeah and i don't like the way they look they look a little too skimpy for me
1: yeah and they're not you know they're not flying around back and forth like previous deaths you know this is just a projectile that disappears so once you deal with it then you know he'll swoop at you which is pretty easy to jump
0: yeah and they also throws his scythe back and forth across the floor yeah none of these things are hard to deal with no no and yeah either is death take him down and move along I was, you know, I don't know, disappointed and pleasantly surprised at the same time. Yeah. Well, you move on and you get to heal a little bit. You get to get a few more gems until you fight the lady herself. Yeah, this is Elizabeth Bartley. And at first, she turns into a Medusa. Which is another
1: very easy boss
0: although it looks awesome this is a much more intense looking medusa than before oh sure yeah and you know her lower torso is like a long snake and it looks very deadly i was at first i was like oh man i'm just totally boned here she shoots yeah. two waves of fires that crisscross the screen she has a fire breath that sweeps from top to bottom she mm-hmm. has the tail whip but you just if you stand in the right spot you can avoid the fire breath and the fire beams just by ducking yeah and then they'll do this she'll do this slow like move forward
1: and then stand there thing that well she like
0: claws at you
1: i guess it but (laughs) i
0: was just beating the tar out of her yeah you can clear that very easily but the fight's not over because then she returns to her human form and this is where i had some trouble yeah at first it was hard
1: to figure out what was going on
0: because it's a bit of a puzzle she flies around the room in multiple forms there's like four of her Mm -hmm. and she summons orbs around the screen that circle and at first you might think don't touch these orbs they're gonna hurt you right they're right. not you can touch the orbs all you want so then you have to figure out okay so what do i gotta do i gotta hit her but she always uh, appears on the opposite side of the screen from you and shoots fireballs
1: yeah which you so can i
0: would i would duck and hit her a few times then she would turn back into the four forms and summon another row of symbols now at the end of each one of these whatever the symbols are changes the attack that happens Right. It's the white orbs. They shoot, they heat seek you. Lightning bolts create a bolt of lightning. Yeah. There's fire that turns two big fire wheels that you have to hide in the corner from. And then there's the sword, which I could not figure out how to not get hit by. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, because you probably did the correct thing. And you have to hit her the number of times that there are balls and she'll take a hit. Yeah. But I just thought I had to get through the different forms till she got to a vulnerable state. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And so I got hit by that stupid sword thing. (laughs) <laughs> and then I went online and looked at. it and I was like, "Oh!" But I already save stated after that, so.
1: Oh right, right.
0: It is what it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's strange when you first get there, but it also is pretty easy once you know what to do.
0: Once you know what to do, you can jump and duck. You jump into her, duck under that fireball, and you can whip her, s- stab away, no trouble. Mm-hmm. I do love the way she dies. A ton of fireballs coalesce into her, and she's hovering there, and it's like only her dress is left which crumbles as she falls to the ground.
1: That's right, yeah, it like floats to the ground as she's disintegrated. Then a quick little candle-filled waltz up
0: to... Wait, she wasn't the final boss?
1: No, apparently she succeeded in summoning her Uncle Drac.
0: Yes, and you, just like every other one, must walk up a set of stairs to get to wherever he's at, which is a coffin! Dun-dun-dun! A ton of bats shoot out, and they coalesce into a very classic Dracula form. He stands there opens his cape, and shoots out three fireballs, as you would expect. Yeah, very easy. (laughs) So easy. I was like, is this? I know there's going to be more forms, but usually the first form has a little bit of challenge to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the timing is so much more forgiving for being able to hit him in the head and the fireballs in the same jump
0: attack to where it was like, all right, this is easy peasy. Uh, Then his second form is more confusing. He turns into a specter, looks much like death. Hmm, hmm. And he summons three or four pillars of fire. He splits into four. Uh, fire shoots out of the fake ones, creates pillars. And only the safe spot is in between the fires or underneath the correct one.
1: You can see it, like, because they all kind of come out of the real one. So if you, you have to kind of pay attention to him right before he spreads them out. But if you do, you can find that. And while he's floating around above, if you time it just right, you can at least with uh, LeCard, you can hit him with a vertical spear.
0: He also does a thing where he flies and does a swoop. You have to jump over. Yeah, yeah. But he also just like swings down at you. And if you just move, he just stands in front of you yeah. and takes a couple whips to the face. This form also pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. And then he turns to his third and final form, the demon form. This is where things get a little more challenging. He is grosser looking here and not in a good way. He has a mouth on his crotch, a yeah. face above it, and a demon head on top. But he's too skinny for me. I want a thicker demon for him. Yeah, I like. He looks like the final boss of
1: Vice Project Doom, kind
0: of. Yeah, I can you see know, that. With the big legs, long legs. He's jumping around. And at first, it seems pretty hard because he throws out these, well, sickles that create fireballs. Yeah. But you figure out the spacing. You can always duck and not get hit by one.
1: Yeah, he'll shoot a
0: curved flame at you. That's during the second chunk of his uh, life bar. When he turns oh, red, right. red.
1: Yeah, he'll turn red once you hit him a
0: little bit. And he kind of stretches and gets bigger and taller a little bit for a while. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. And that flame thing is actually fairly easy to jump. You just have to be doing a, like a running jump towards it. Yeah. And you can almost always hit him with your whip as you're doing it. Yeah, it's pretty chill for a final boss. <laughs> and then it moves into his third final form, the gray form. And this is a little harder because he's just throwing out a sea of bones down on him, on you. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, well, I've got enough health. I'm just going to soak it and hammer away with the remaining axes I had. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's easy enough to. This is where I started, really, because I had a bunch of jewels. Yeah. And I was using the Holy Waters powered up item crash thing. because oh, the that, bouncing power. That fireball will destroy the bones as well. So it was like clearing them out, kind of. And yeah, it was easy.
0: <laughs> I got to say, this is probably the easiest of all the final boss Draculas we've played yet.
1: Yeah, it's up there for sure.
0: Then once you have defeated Count Dracula and cleared the final stage, you get your classic castle crumbling into dust. Yeah. Only since we're on the Genesis, it's got to be even more extreme. And you and the castle are on separate floating islands spinning in the sea. I guess, yeah. Uh, The game tells you that you have fulfilled your destiny as a vampire hunter. Mm Mm-hmm if you beat it on a hard mode you get to see your character walk away from their weapon or something cool yeah uh, then you get a staff credits and with each chunk of credits you get to see one of the bosses yeah it tells you their name and stuff
1: it's pretty cool indeed it is yes although i will be honest with you the endings are very slight and if i have played through expert mode like it even tells you it's like play again on expert mode and you'll get an ending and then you do and that's all it's like it went
0: from two seconds long to four seconds i would have been like you Mm -hmm. jerks you got me and then you just get a copyright screen and a thank you yeah i think if you beat it on a certain mode it will tell you you are the master
1: of the vampire of the vampire killer yeah yeah I, i think that's an expert
0: thing but i did not see that message
1: i saw it but i didn't earn it
0: indeed This is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. And I gave this game
1: a 4.5. I, I went with a 4.0, but I'm changing it to 4.5 because it's
0: very good. I love everything I, I saw. The only things that hold me back are some of the sound effects. Yeah. And that one boss that doesn't look like it fits in the game. Right, right. Yeah. I love almost everything else about this game. I love all of the sprite work. Everything's got such good fluid motions. The music is awesome and kicking. Like, I just love the general hardcore aesthetic they brought to it. That little extra bit of gore and blood was just what I wanted.
1: Oh, yeah, I love it. I'd like to see where exactly this fits in the timeline of releases. You know, if this is before or after Dracula X and such, because, you know, I never played it, and... I, I like Dracula X well enough, but this is much more of a return to form to what I like about the previous games than was present in Super Castlevania
0: 4, personally. Yeah. Next up is Play Control, and I gave it a 3.5. Same here. I thought it was really good. Um, it was took a while to get used to going into it, thinking of it as a Castlevania game and not having that exact same controls. Yeah. But I didn't have as much control over my swing as I wanted yeah i
1: i really enjoyed it i liked using you know i use Lacard, so he gets quite a few extra little like attacks and stuff they're all responsive and i enjoyed that and it does let you remap your buttons which goes a long way for me indeed following that is challenge
0: factor i vote a 2.5 but i could probably go lower same here for me that's really just uh the very end of the game there's some parts that become a little rough yeah but I feel like if you played this game a few times through, you could very easily go through it with the, the continues and, and lives you're given. Yeah, and password, so which helps quite a bit, you know. Password indeed. Finally, we have theme and fun, Nick. I went 3.5. I went 4.5. I thought they did a great job of making all the different areas look distinct. I did feel like I was traveling around Europe, galvanning from Italy to the ruins of Greece. Yeah, yeah all very well represented and i just had a blast you know getting to just tear through the castlevania world in a way that it's a little more fast-paced than we're used to yeah absolutely it's a good old school feeling
1: castlevania game because it's really just all about the action you know i like a little more exploration and the very little that was in the previous games is gone you don't get to choose any paths or anything but like i said i still enjoyed it quite a bit and i think maybe this is a hot take maybe not but I think I like it better than Super Castlevania 4.
0: I think I do, too. It's not at the top of my Castlevania list. It's definitely better than that one. Solid entry in a solid franchise. So I think I know the answer, but I will ask, as I always do at the end of every episode, Nick, should you play this game? I think so. Agreed. In fact, I hinted at it earlier. I will be replaying this game because I'd like to beat it with uh, Eric. Check it out. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's got all the things I like in a Castlevania. It's missing some of the things I love from my favorite Castlevania 3. But if you embrace the Symphony of the Night aspect of it, you know, I think there's tons to enjoy here. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're
1: like ourselves, this may have been a blind spot in your Castlevania experience. So go take a look if you haven't played it yet. It's much like the Contra on Sega Genesis. Our childhood prejudice has kept us away from some pretty awesome games. And this is one.
0: Well, and my childhood wallet. I mean, I oh, well, I couldn't really afford to have it either. But that's yeah, true. You know, if you haven't played this game, I totally recommend doing so. Even if you're not a huge fan of the Castlevania franchise, there's a lot going on here. You should check out. Yeah. Next week's game will be Mole Mania for the Game Boy. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along friends. That is right. And
1: are you a Konami insider? We mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. I want to see what this magazine or publication looked like. What was I missing out on? What could my parents' $5 a a year have gotten me? Let us us know. Yeah, at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or let us
0: know on uh, Twitter at cartcommand or on that uh, Facebook-averse at cartridgecommand. A lot of times we'll let you know when new shows drop, but we love hearing from you on either platform. And if you do contact us, we always try to get back in touch with you. And of course, at the end of every show, I must go out of my way to thank those awesome and kind folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their financial support that makes this show happen. We're just two dudes that do this in our spare time. And because of our awesome supporters on Patreon, they pay our hosting fees, any equipment failures we need replaced, all that fun stuff. So thank you all so very much. If you don't give, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. Yeah. So once again, thank you. Thank you so much. And... As always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Yeah, I have a note that looks like it says, Buggy of Symmetry Gone, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> Who knows? It'll, it'll come back, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh.